Perspectives with Catherine Toon live, and it's a lovely day. This is, I'm actually recording this in the Easter season. And, you know, the Easter is all about renewal, resurrection life. And oh my goodness, is there ever a time that we don't need this, right? And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. So, Christ himself, uh, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, who walked this out on terra firma, who walked this out on earth, <laughs> where you and I uh, reside, walking this out on behalf of humanity, uh, overcoming death, hell, and the grave, overcame for humanity in every place that's feeling dead, hellish, and entombed. And so his resurrection is our resurrection. The word actually says that we were crucified with Christ. So these old Adamic ways of being, fallen ways of being were crucified and we were resurrected a new creature without spot or blemish with original innocence the way he intended before the foundation of the world when he actually chose you to be united with himself, according to Ephesians 1, 4. So we're going to talk about today, um, resurrection, renewal, um, on a, um, on a, on a personal level. Like this is, you know, where the rubber meets the road because we need it ministered to us. Um, you know, Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulation. And so many of us, we're just tracking with the pain and we need renewal. We need resurrection. We have so much capacity in Christ. Apart from him, we can do nothing, but we're not apart from him. But every place that feels apart, that acts apart, that tries to uh, muster something up on our own or tries, looks to an idol to be a source, uh, we're not going to bear fruit. We're not going to be able to do anything of eternal value. So let's unpack this. Uh, I wanted to take you to John 11. This is with uh, the death of Lazarus, right? And I'm reading on verse 24, and this is Martha. And so Jesus is ministering to Martha. Martha's actually really offended. Like, you know, if you'd come earlier, he wouldn't be dead. And so I, I'm, she's grappling with pain of that law. She's grappling uh, with uh, offense that he really didn't seem to come through for her. Anyone else can relate, honestly, where it's felt like God's not come through for us with an expectation we had, right? And so he's ministering about the resurrection. She says, she's talking to Jesus and she says, yes, I know he, Lazarus, will rise with everyone else on resurrection day. And Jesus said, I love this because it's personal, Martha. And he's saying to you, whatever your first name is, right? You don't have to wait until then, right? You don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives forever, 
uh, who lives by believing in me will never buy, die. Do you believe this? So he is eternal life. And, you know, uh, we cling to him in faith, but, you know, sometimes our clinger gets tired. So guess what? Just lest you start to feel like it's all on you. Well, you, you, you have the option to turn your affection to him, to look unto him, right? And he clings unto you. He's the one that united you to himself, right? You didn't unite yourself to the Lord. He united himself to you before you actually ever had a vote and you chose to agree with it, hopefully, right? So you could receive from that already established truth, right? But he is clinging onto you. So he is the resurrection. You're united with the resurrection and the life. Uh, let's go to Romans 6, 5. This is Passion Translation. It says, for since we are permanently grafted into him. So this is permanent. Uh, you know, if you go off and you do a shooting spree and do something hellish, it doesn't belie the fact that you're united with him. Uh, that's an already established truth. You're acting counter to that. Now, Houston, we have a huge problem, okay? <laughs> there are issues. There are consequences. But that doesn't change Christ's choice for you. And that should give you some real rest. Uh, because if it depends on us, we're all screwed. Okay? Let's <laughs> put it where it's at, right? So since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, so we're dying to everything that's not uh, love, that's not other giving love. We're dying to that. That's the death to self because since you are in his image and likeness, you're in the image and likeness of love, everything that's not of that is actually not who you really are. But you're dying to these false ways of being and those false ways of being can be very, very hard to die to. But they're false selves, right? And God's after everything that's not like who you truly were made to be in his image and likeness, right? So it's not always, uh, it's, it's actually pretty painful sometimes. Uh, uh, and, but that's pain, that pain's temporary. And the joy and the, um, whoa, the, the, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God and the life that comes because of that, that resurrection life that pours forth is actually transforming creation that's under bondage. Okay. So for since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like his and the new life that it imparts. Because the new man, which is who you truly are and were before the foundation of the world, right? Has, is, is being unveiled. And with that newness of who you are, uh, that new creature never seen before, a new creation, there is resurrection life released. And that's a continual, ongoing unveiling because the reality is already there. Yes? Let's go to Romans 6, 8 through 11. And if we are co-crucified with the anointed one, that's Christ, we know that we will also share in the fullness of his life. So you have been co-crucified and um, you are now um, uh, sharing in the fullness and increasing fullness. You don't have the fullness of the fullness because you're not operating. You and I are not operating according as we truly are, right? We're being unveiled from glory to glory that, but there's a level of glory that you're at and that there's life released in that as you're, as you're being unveiled with the next, um, uh, veil that's being removed for the level of glory that, that, uh, reveals. 
right? I'm trying to use my words very carefully. And since, and, uh, we know that since the anointed one has been raised from the dead to die no more, ding, da, ding, ding, his resurrection life has vanquished death and its power over him is finished. So, so death is an enemy. It's not your savior. Uh, Holy Spirit is the one conforming you to the image of Christ. Death isn't the one that the thing that does it. It's actually an enemy. For by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all. Remember the connection between sin, fallen ways of being, a fallen uh, mindset, a fallen identity, and death, right? Uh, but now he lives continuously for the Father's pleasure. I'm sorry, that just makes me happy right there. I just love the pleasure between Father God, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all of his kids, because you're included in that, because you are in Christ, and Papa's pleasure over you is, is swamps everything. You're his, and that gives him such pleasure. So let it be the same way with you, since you are now joined with him. You must continually view yourselves. Here's the part where we grow. Here's the part where we're being transfigured. Here's the part where we're uh, operating uh, with mind renewal, right? Uh, we're renewing our minds. Continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal, a fallen way of being, fallen ways, looking for sources outside of God rather than conduits, right? So view yourselves. This is, this is the work. And it's hard because we have old views that we like. <laughs> We're acquainted with them. They feel more secure, uh, because there may be, uh, uh, there, there may be, um, uh, you can t see, touch, taste, feel them versus God who seems invisible. And if you're struggling in your relation with him, he may feel distant. So those, those, those sources, quote unquote, may seem more reliable than God. Okay. But that's what we're grappling with, right? Continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus, the anointed one. So you're living for God's pleasure. That, and now let me just say that you're living for his pleasure because he has pleasure. Um, it's, you're not, I, I could see somebody if they're, they, they have a fallen view of God that it feels like God's like this puppet and he's playing with them or something like that, toying with them. Okay. No, he's not like a, a Roman Caesar who, you know, makes, makes his subjects dance and humiliates them and toys with them. Okay. So that's completely jacked up. No, you live for his pleasure because he is so much, you're his. He has so much pleasure over you. You're his son. You're his daughter. And he looks at you and he's like, oh, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in who I am well pleased. Now, Holy Spirit, let's awaken them to who they really are so they can feel and experience my pleasure. I'm so proud of my kids. Okay, that thing, okay, that's got to go. Yeah, like a duck on a June bug. That, that sucker's gotta go, right? That si sinful way of being, whatever that is. So he's after all that, of course. But you, you're his thing. You're his favorite thing. You know, Oprah's got her favorite things. Well, uh, well, God has his billions of faith. You're his kids who, in whom he delights. And that's why he comes to save. Ding, 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 ding. Love sacrifices itself for the object of their passion. 
ding to ding ding. This is God. This is what God did in when we celebrate this time on behalf of all of his kids, right? Uh, let's go to second Timothy one, eight through 10. It says, so, uh, so never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment. This is Paul talking to Timothy, but overcome every evil by the revelation of God's power in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? He gave us, uh, he gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling in our lives. This is past tense. And it wasn't because of any good we've done. So this is not something you've earned. This is not because you're good at your faith. This is not about your faith at all. Okay. Or even your choice. Now he's looking for agreement, but God did this in and of himself. Why? Because we're kind of dense and don't know which way's up, right? As a, as a human race. And he loves us in our denseness. But, but because of that, he kind of took things in hand. Yes, he did. You better believe it. If, if, I, if, if my child is in a fallen way of being, um, you know, and strung out or something, I am going to take things in hand. I'm not going to ask their opinion or their vote. I am going after them until they can awaken up and come to their senses. Right? Okay. And it wasn't because of any of the good we have done, but by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed ding to ding ding already established our union with the anointed Jesus even before time began. Now that's a mind blower, but let it, let the minds be blown because they need to be. There's a lot of confusion, religious overlay, whatever that just needs to be poof blown. And we can just stand in awe of a God who is love and his wild about his creation. So wild. He dives into the depths of our depravity, our fallenness, all of that to raise us up so we can awaken to who we really are and who he really is. Uh, this truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver, ding, 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 who has dismantled death, ding, 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 so awesome, obliterating all its effects on our lives. Love that. And has manifested his immortal life in us by the gospel, the real gospel. And so these are, these are real things to chew on. Let's go to 1 Peter 1, 2. You are not forgotten. I, I wanted to include that because so many people feel forgotten. And I recently sent out an email uh, and I, I titled it, You Are Not Alone. And I had so many people like, I feel so alone. You know, my heart goes out. I understand that feeling. Um, but it's not real. It's delusional. Not that you're insane, but you're believing lies, right? But in the place where it feels so true, well, that needs ministry, right? And God is just the one to do it, right? Okay. You are not forgotten for you have been chosen and destined by father God. The Holy Spirit has set you apart to be God's holy ones, obedient followers of Jesus Christ, who have been gloriously sprinkled with his blood. May God's delightful grace and peace cascade over you many times over. Isn't that beautiful? That just, yay. Uh, verse three, celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his ext uh, extravagant mercy for his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Listen, if Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, you have hope. Okay? We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminished. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Okay, and understand the heavenly realms in you. It's not way out there. Okay, uh, you're you're already seated in heavenly places. It's a dimension away, and so pulling from the unseen realm to manifest tangibly in the seen realm is part of our inheritance, and the Holy Spirit is there to help us get there from here. Okay, let's go to Colossians three nine through eleven. I'm just wanting to minister resurrection. Um, scripture to you. I just I give you juicy morsels. Okay. Uh, Colossians 3, 9 through 11. It says, lay aside your old Adam self with its masquerade and disguise, right? It's, it's, it's a false identity. Lay aside. I'm not that. I'm not sinful. I don't have a sin nature, right? I'm not alienated from Christ. I'm not, I mean, except in my mind. So I'm laying that aside because my mind is that needs help. <laughs> and so does yours. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed in the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference, nor your ethnicity, education, nor economic s- status. They matter nothing. In this resurrection life, now the particulars of your ethnicity and gender and um, education, economic status, you know, um, we celebrate the particulars of our differences. It's gorgeous. It's a manifestation of the creativity of God. And we celebrate that, but it's not who we are, who we are as sons and daughters of God. And that's expressed through this beautiful diversity of how humanity is expressed. And we get to enjoy that and celebrate that, but we're not confused because it goes so much deeper than those things, right? For it is Christ who means everything as he lives in every one of us. Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians 4.15. It says, yes, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will spread to more and more people, resulting in an even greater increase of praise to God bringing him even more glory. So no wonder we don't give up for even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being, oh my goodness, is renewed every single day. You are getting stronger and stronger and greater and greater. You're going from grace to grace, to strength, to strength, to faith, to faith, right? From one degree of glory to another degree of glory. We view our slight short-lived troubles in the light of eternity We see our difficulties as a substance that produces for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond all comparison because we don't focus our attention uh, on what is seen, but what is unseen. You have the ability to do that. Um, For what is seen is temporary, for what is unseen is eternal. See, God's that resurrection power in you. You know, we talk about it. It is in you. Absolutely. Because you're one with him. I don't say it because Jesus Christ, the anointed one, 
is the resurrection and the life. He is resurrection life and you're one with resurrection life. And so even making that declaration, which was declared over you, by the way, so you get to agree with that. <laughs> I mean, you can fight it. Okay. But it's still truth, whether you fight it or not. It's still truth, whether you believe it or not. So believing it and letting Holy Spirit minister that truth to you helps release it, right? It helps release it. So everything that stands in that way with that, we'll just bring it before the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, I, I, I want to believe it. I, I want to feel it. I want to experience it, but I, I, I got nothing. And so, right. And so just let the Lord minister to you. Let him minister himself to you. You're so much deeper and greater than you know. And that those, those, those streams of living water so much deeper in you that you can tap into that. And it raises you up to a, transcends you above all the seen realm that's pulling you down. Um, let's see here. So um, uh, in Isaiah uh, 61, when he talks about the mighty spirit of the Lord, Yahweh is wrapped around me. This is uh, Christ because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the broken hearted, tell the captives you are free and tell the prisoners be free from your darkness. I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies. Um, to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those who are crushed by despair, who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, and the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, this is you. You will be known. I miss my place. <laughs> you will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh. As a living display of his glory, you will restore ruins from long ago. You will rebuild ruined cities and desolations of past generations. Let me just say the unveiling of who you are in that resurrection power is, is, is not just about you. It is about you. But there's so many people connected with you, right? Because your freedom means freedom for, for, for others. And you know, God is amazing in the place where, where there have been so much devastation. God is able through you to go back. And redeem generations past and go forward and set up uh, generations going forward. You see, God is always about the long game and he goes back in time and he goes forward in time and, and sits in time where you are by choice because he's in union with you and uses you to be the very, um, uh, instrument through which that re he redeems things that concern you and redeems things through you that concern other, others of his sons and daughters. That's how huge he is. He is the resurrection. He is the life. Apart from him, we can do nothing, but we are no way apart from him because he's already chose, chosen us to be one with him. See, the more we are able to focus on, on the resurrection life and who he is, like Jesus showed me, reveal to me who you are to me in union with you as resurrection life. 
that brings renewal, that brings restoration, that brings redemption, what that means in terms of my family, what that means in terms of people I'm called to minister, what that means in terms of what I'm called to do uh, just as on a day-to-day basis with the works of my hands and the empowerment that comes with that to be able to walk it out day after day after day after day after day. Right. And when you fall down, you're able to get back up because you're resilient. You've got that power in you. Uh, You are constantly being empowered. You're constantly being renewed in the image and likeness of God and who he is for you. The one who is resurrection life. So I just invite you as you're um, enjoying uh, your festivities for this particular Easter season or Resurrection Sunday, however you describe it. Um, but, you know, every single day is a resurrection day, right? So whether this you're watching this on that day or, or not, I invite you to invite him to show you, invite Holy Spirit in you to reveal to you this power that is within you. And it is sweeping. It is swamped out death and it literally drawing all creation to itself. And everything that's not looking like that is subject to change. You see, things may, you know, in, in the time being look, look like they're going from bad to worse and all that kind of thing. Well, that is temporal. That is subject to change. Let him minister that to you. Let her minister that in you and empower you to walk that out. Anyway, I hope you enjoy uh, your resurrection Sunday, your Easter Sunday, and whatever day that you might be uh, listening to this and all of that. And, um, you know, uh, and, and let me know. I, I'd like to hear from you what the Lord is revealing to you as the resurrection and the life. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.